Heroes Not Included is a serialized story podcast featuring actual play of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition from Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own their respective trademarks, copyrights, and related materials. A special thanks to all the great people at Wizards of the Coast for all their hard work creating wonderful games for us to play. Previously on Heroes Not Included. We were walking through the portal because we had done all this research to find out how the best way to get to Tymora was, and we found out that we had to go through the plane that Saloon is on. But in order to get close to Saloon, we would have had to go through that guy's personal portal, and we didn't really want to do that. So then we found out that there was a gate in this tavern that would put us across the plane from Saloon. And we got there, and they were a bunch of rowdy boys, and you guys got into a punch fight game, like a Russian roulette Remember kind of punch face game. We're going to play a game. What's it called? Punch me in the face. <laughs> what are the rules? It's really mostly in the title. And Iraq did some, did some wingman magic. Yes, I did. Convinced them to... Everyone loves you. And love you, and <laughs> now we're gonna. They were go so impressed by your punching that they just fell. And you probably don't know that he cast any magic, so. <laughs> no, I think it is totally. This is just. It's, this is yeah. exactly as this I would have normal. expected it. <laughs> Not included. All right. Baron, you're carried through this portal. Everyone is shouting, Dwar, 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 Degloria, Degloria, Degloria. You know, they're all shouting all of these different uh, sorts of phrases. And I'm drunk and, and probably on a mild concussion, so yes. I, I... uh yeah, you're I'm, having a great I'm, time. I'm, yes, war. You're loving it. You're like, yes, Glorium and war and all the things. Yes. You're having a great time. And they go marching through this portal. And immediately you fall forward as they all come marching through this portal and the other side of the portal is this window and right underneath the window is a table and so everyone trips over this table and goes tumbling into the room and you kind of go rolling down onto the ground in front of you. Aspen, you've you've had the same sort of experience where you kind of tumble onto the ground and Erok being a a bit wiser about all of this (laughs) come through rather uh, gracefully, or at least as gracefully as E-Rock will ever be. <laughs> Still kind of looked like a tumble, but... A little bit of a tumble, a good but... recovery. But on the feet. <laughs> on the feet, not on the butt. You're right. You find yourselves standing in a small, long room uh, with a low ceiling, a bunch of grisly, Nordic-looking people sitting around the room, drinking out of steins, big fire in the middle, they have one window and one door, and you all just came stumbling through this window. Everyone in the room kind of turns and looks, like, what in the world is this? <laughs> right? Like, they don't know there's a portal here? And, and uh, all of the guys you're with, Baron, kind of stand up, and they kind of look around, and they're like, you know, what? You know, they're kind of all just kind of like, where are we, where are we? And finally one guy goes, is this Glorium? And you see one of the people sitting in front of the fire kind of look over and be like, Aye. Kind of turns it back to the fire. 
does he the guy look the same as the other guys that uh, there is a theme yes mm-hmm. they're broadly <clears throat> similar and so uh, all of uh, the people who've come with you you know they, they're kind of just looking around the room a little bit like you thought it was going to be a bit more glorious <laughs> right a bit more awesome this looks like a small divey tavern of some kind and no one really seems in the in the place all that pleased to see them. Uh, through the door. Toward? <laughs> I literally start walking for the door. Okay. That's when you get up, you start making your way towards the door. I assume uh, everyone follows. Yeah. The fellows you're with, Baron, uh, kind of pick you up and kind of dust you off. Mm-hmm. The a couple of the more sober ones kind of point you in the direction of the door. I saunter forward. Okay. Aspen, you um, walk out of the door, and you see that you are in a small village. The population of this town couldn't be more than 300, and it has a rather temporary look to it, more like a winter camp of wandering Vikings than a permanent settlement. You have this sort of long cabin that you just stepped out of. You see a few huts here and there. You see some fishing nets draped over a few stands, people kind of walking around looking fairly grim-faced, and you see uh, next to where this town is this expanse of water, this huge expanse of water. We oh, yeah. only see a couple uh, fishing boats, and, and the boats themselves aren't very large. I look in the other direction. You see this massive mountain peak and range, like oh, massive, yeah. like it's just, the little edge here next to the water is where this little town of Glorium is. Right. And then a mountain and mm-hmm. ocean. Aye. I like it. All the fellas you're with, they kind of look around like... We neglected to get a map, right? <laughs> I slap one of them and I'm like, hey, I thought you said there was a battle here or something. What's up with this? I look around. We what? missed the fight. <laughs> is it over? He kind of looks at Jenny and says, well, the ice guard is supposed to be filled with, you know, battles for glory. And, you know, the Valkyries, and kind of keeps looking around. You know, and things with glory and blood and battle. I go, have any of you ever been here before? No, no, <laughs> no, no. It's a general consensus. No one's ever been here. Okay. I kind of hang my head. <laughs> I say, well, it's not in the ocean. Maybe it's up there, and I point towards the top of the mountain. Okay, and they all kind of look up at the top of the mountain, and they're like, Well, it could be. One guy goes, Anyone know how to climb? Aspen raises his hand. I go over to Aspen, and I'm like, Hey. You all are getting looks Uh in the the town. What do we need to do again? We have to travel across the plain to where Saloon is. Okay. Ah, Saloon, yes. Hmm. You gotta remember, you're in Glorium. You're not even in the plain of Iceguard yet. But we were trying to get to Iceguard. It feels like the portal didn't go where we thought it went. Lorian was the closest. It's the um, gate town on the edge of the Outlands. Oh, okay. Uh, we're on the edge of the Outlands. Okay. So we gotta find the gate. So I go. Don't, don't leave. Go I look. I look over <laughs> at the water, and I look at the mountain, and I say, "Okay, thanks." <laughs> and I walk back inside, and I go to that guy who answered in front of the thing, and I go, "Hey, sir." Kind of looks up at you. Well, he's sitting down, so he <laughs> looks, looks over at you. 
He goes, yeah. <laughs> uh, how do we get the eyes guide from here? Through the maelstrom, but I doubt they'll welcome you. What's the maelstrom? The maelstrom? Is that like some big storm or something? And here he pulls out a book real quick. <laughs> it's like, no. oh, <laughs> only to be in the room with Iraq right now. <laughs> and he closes the book and he goes, "Yes, the maelstrom, of course." Where we landed, in what general direction would that be? I'm a little off at the moment. <laughs> this is on the ocean. Do I need to go like in the middle of it? Can I like is there's some boat that takes me down down there? Uh, you know, you know, you know. I know they don't care for mages. He takes another swig. <laughs> okay. <laughs> My mage hand appears okay. and slaps the drink out of his hand. Okay. And I go, <clears throat> I'm no mage. I'm no mage. I am a master of time and space. <laughs> I am the great wizard. Um, someone that was kind of sitting in shadows and that you didn't really notice up until now <laughs> stands up at one end of the one end of the room. And this fellow's a big one. Yeah. About six and a half, seven feet at the shoulder. Huge, barrel-chested individual. Broad-shouldered, barrel-chested. You can see he has great strength. He's a massive axe. And the guy that you uh, did that to also stands up. Mm-hmm. He goes for his axe. And the guy at the end of the hall says, We have a challenge! I, flat nose Grim, shall judge the challenge. And it shall be to the blood. First blood. And he looks at you and he goes, No magics. Lovely. So that everyone kind of stands up and they're all very excited about it. He's like, Yeah! Yeah, and they kind of march out. So you guys are kind of hanging out, right? You're like waiting. Aspen's like dipped his toes in the water. Oh, the water's kind of nice. And you hear this rum, this sort of commotion coming from inside the, the long cabin. And out storms all of these guys. And one really, really big guy. And you see Erok uh, kind of comes walking out. <laughs> and... and you see they're drawing in, in the dirt out in front of this thing a circle. And they're all kind of starting to stand around the circle and they're motioning Erok towards the middle of the circle. One eyebrow goes up <laughs> on my face. So I walk, I walk towards the circle, walking past Baron. As I walk past Baron, and I go, I don't know how this is going to go down. <laughs> but I'm about to mess someone up. <laughs> Shut up, you're a dwarf. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Flatnose walks into the ring, and he says, Do you challenge he who insulted you? The guy steps forward and says, I challenge. Flatnose then looks at you, Erok, and he says, Do you run in cowardice, or do you answer the challenge? Iraq just kind of stands there and thinks a little bit about it. <laughs> I need to consider my options here.
If you're enjoying this Heroes Not Included episode, you can follow us on Twitter at HNI underscore podcast for the latest news and show updates. Also, please consider becoming a patron. Our patrons not only help us keep the lights on, they also gain special behind-the-screen access, including patron-only podcast, videos, and more. To become a patron, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. And he, uh, he pulls out a flask. Okay. And he drinks it. And that flask is a potion of giant size. Giant size? I think I think that's what it's called, right? Is it giant strength, you mean? No, it's the one of the giant potions that... Oh, way back in the day. Mm-hmm. I it's actually got it off a time. dragon. Really? Yeah, yeah. Yes. I thought this was one of the ones that... That was... Calic would have that one. Oh, that was a different guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I got it off a dragon yeah. back in the horde days. So, yeah, you begin growing. Into, like, huge E-Rock, right? My other eyebrow goes up. <laughs> And I say, I accept as I grow. <laughs> and as you do that, they all begin making this sign with their fingers, some kind of warding sign. It's the magic of Loki! And I now mean, everyone around the circle draws their weapons, turns towards How them. many people are we talking? About seven or eight. They all turn and draw their weapons, and you see Flatnose slams the butt of this massive great axe into the ground. Boom! And you see every one of the guys who've turned and drawn their weapons facing you, you see some kind of invisible wind kind of blows through their hair for a moment. And you see their faces and their bodies and their arms all become flush. Nice. And he says, and Flatno says, we know how to deal with the magic of Loki. At that moment, I throw down a stone on the ground. I throw down, <laughs> throw down a stone in the center of the ring. So I look over my shoulder at, I'm guessing, a bunch of boys. Mm-hmm. And then I look back at the six or eight. Yeah, there's about eight of them total. Eight. Mm-hmm. But we've got 12. Mm-hmm. Soon to be 13. And in that spot of the stone, an earth elemental appears. We've got 12 dudes on our side. Okay. They've got 8. Level 5, or CR 5. Yeah, plus this elemental he's summoning. 16? Yeah. (laughs) Having perceived that a challenge was broken, I kind of want to see how it plays out a little bit. You're not going to get involved? I'm going to wait for a minute. I I will look around the guys, and I'm guessing they're just sort of standing there looking. Uh, We'll go ahead and roll initiative, and if you decide that you want to enter the fray, you can enter it in your initiative order. Aspen, I assume you're entering into the fray? Yes, I am. I consider E-Rock an ally. Anything else that uh, we're adding? Are you good? You got your big earth elemental? <laughs> yeah. Initiative, please. So you're not holding back anything now, right? Oh. You're gonna just... Four. Yep. Okay. Four. Aspen is still putting on his boots. Okay. He's still putting on his boots from having dipped his toes no. in the In the in water. The I thought we were going to be here for a hot second. You conjure this earth elemental, and one of the first dudes just charges right in at you. Cool. And swings with his great sword, And he misses. And he hits. And he does 14 points of damage. The second dude comes in and attacks the earth elemental. And swings and hits. And swings and hits. And does a 
total of 23 points of damage to the earth element. The next guy comes in and uh, is going to attack you, Erok, and hits and misses. Ooh. Despite your size, you are fairly uh, <laughs> rather spry right now. Feeling, even though I'm what huge. Yeah, you're you're you're, you're uh, making for quite a difficult target, and that's uh, 16 points of damage. The next guy comes in. He is going to uh, swing at the Earth Elemental and hits and hits. He does a total of 19 points of damage to the Earth Elemental. Another dude comes in and swings at you, E-Rock, and gets a critical hit. And hits again. So for the critical, you take 21 points of damage. And for the regular attack, you take 14 points of damage. So what's your hit points at now? 62. 62, okay. All right. E-Rock. I immediately disappear, and Baron takes my place. <laughs> this kind of hurt my plan. <laughs> All right, Baron. You are now standing in the midst of these massive, massive warriors. These massive swords. And they were all swinging at E-Rock. I, I see that I'm here. Yeah. I look around, and I'm still thinking about this situation and how I just don't like how it's playing out. I put my hands at my side uh-huh. and bow my head, and I place a sanctuary upon myself. Oh, okay. You ward a creature within range against attack. Until the spell ends, any creature who targets the warded creature with an attack or harmful spell must first make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature must choose a new target or lose their attack or spell. Nice. All right. Sanctuary. So I say, I don't think we have to fight. We're all warriors. And then, well, it doesn't make sense at all, but uh, (laughs) maybe I say... We are not enemies. And to finalize the spell, I let go of my hammer, mm-hmm. which abnormally slams to the ground, making a huge boom sound. That's right. Thaumaturgy is a cantrip, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's not <laughs> concentration. Excellent. All well, right. The spell isn't concentration. Sanctuary is not. Awesome. God, why haven't I been using this? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. This is a good thing. It's a bonus action. All right. The next fighter charges right by you and attacks the Earth Elemental. And hits, and hits. Does a total of 22 points of damage. The Earth Elemental slams into one of the dudes. And hits, and hits. And does a total of 31 points of damage to that fella. The next Warlord charges right by you too, Baron. At you, Erok. Okay. And I'm gonna Wing and hits and hits. Take 27 points of damage. The next fella charges in right by you, Baron, and swings at the Earth Elemental and hits and hits for a total of 27 points of damage. The Earth Elemental. Finally, it's Flatnose's turn, and Flatnose comes directly for you, E-Rock, and swings and hits, and swings and hits, and does a total combined of 24 points of damage. Aspen, with your four um, initiative, <clears throat> you bring up the rear. I bring up the rear. I 
Look at Flatnose. Identify him as the leader of this motley crew. And I cast Suggestion. Hmm. Okay. I say, Cease this fighting and tell us where we need to go. And now he has to make a wisdom saving throw of 17. Mm. I don't think he'll make it. No. He didn't make it. So now he's got to cease this fighting and tell us where we need to go. After taking a chunk out of Iraq, he reaches down and he picks up a horn and he blows this horn. And all of the people, all of these big dudes kind of stop and they look at him. First blood has been drawn. And he turns and he looks at you, Iraq, and he says, Do you relent? I clutch my side, which is bleeding profusely. They got some good hits in on you. It's true. And I say, I didn't cast the first spell. That was it. Okay. <laughs> and so everyone kind of, they kind of look back at Flatnose, and Flatnose takes his, this huge axe, and he kind of sets it down on the ground next to him like this. He says, uh, the maelstrom opens in four hours. Those who can should go. And he picks up his axe, and he turns, and he's walking away back to the, the long cabin. He, As he walks by you, Baron, he looks at you, and he goes... At least one of your party will be welcomed. I don't know what that means. Is that you or me? Oh, it's not me. <laughs> Is that the gnome? Could be. The gnome? <laughs> Could be anyone. That was, that was some good spell usage there. That's good. And yeah, so everyone kind of begins reholstering their weapons and kind of making their way back to the long cabin. How do we get to this maelstrom? The dudes you brought along look rather disappointed because they were like, Oh, this is the fight that we thought we were going to have. I, I, I go to him and I say, boys, that's, I'm not wasting you. <laughs> no, 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 no. And I start strumming up the story about greater glory. Monsters greater 50 glory. feet tall. Huge teeth. Huge <laughs> teeth. And then while I, I, after I do that, I, I look around. And I'm like, oh, it's just a bunch of little fishing boats, right? There's just like two or three fishing boats. You see a dock that kind of, kind of stretches out. Uh, a little bit away from the shore. When we leveled, do we get the effects of a long rest and readied spells from that level? Technically, no. But I have you all here listed as fully rested. Okay. I'm so. just wondering if the spells that I readied or chose are going to be the ones that I... Do I have access to them? Do I actually have them? Yes, if you wish. Okay. So I, I watch them walk back. And I look at Iraq and I say, oh, that could have been great. <laughs> but I don't think we're here to mangle those people. <laughs> so I'm happy with how this has gone down. And I go silent for a moment. I look at the boys. And I say, four hours, they say? Four hours. And I say, all right, boys, you know, eat hearty. Go camp for a minute. I have to commune with a greater power. And I walk out sort of to the edge of the water, and I begin to pray. We know that some point in the horizon is the maelstrom. Yes, apparently the maelstrom happens in like four hours or something. But we don't know where exactly, right? Could it be a thousand right. miles that way? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I put my... But my you notice that none of the fishing boats are docked at the dock. They're all out there? No, they're just kind of sitting just slightly offshore. And people are fishing off them? No. Nope. They're just 
out there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that means. So there's no bow for us to use. Not at the moment. Okay. And I even mean, you all could do... you could all you know steal a fishing boat, but I don't know that you would all fit in it. And it would be stealing, which. You know, so the first thing I tried probably, to do probably less than good. Around here is Condress a giant boat. Yes. Really? Not a giant one. <laughs> but a rowboat. Yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me try something here, just because I need to try it. So I'm just sitting there praying, asking for guidance. I know it's been a while. You know, I, I try to do things on my own. I don't ask for, for help unless I need it. So I'm a dwarf! <laughs> yeah, but this is the All-Father. But All-Father, if you could grant us some help in this, this particularly small area and help us get to this maelstrom, I would be most appreciative because I don't see a lot of trees here. <laughs> I'm not really sure where these boats came from. And I seek help. Seek help. And he just, just does not answer. No. No. Now, as is oftentimes the case with deities. Yeah. So I think about this. This is more about you than them. <laughs> and I think, okay, maybe maybe something a bit more, more directed. <laughs> so, um, I start a deeper set of praying. Okay. Thought I'd ask for the quick way out. <laughs> Could you take a moment and read the spell Planar Ally? Sure. Uh, Eorok, what are you doing while you are spending this time <coughs> huge? Because it uh, lasts for 24 hours. Yeah. Right? Uh, I just sit down <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'm eating some rations and healing. So yeah. I'm taking a short rest at the moment. I think that's a, probably a wise <laughs> idea. That's a wise idea. The spell Planar Ally. Okay. Is this what you want to cast? Yep. Okay. I'm hoping Great Saint Notbeard. Great Saint Notbeard. Famous for his uh, ability to... For his famous lack of facial hair. <laughs> not not beard. K-N-O-T. <laughs> oh no, what if there's two different oh, no. ones? I asked for that. I didn't... I didn't. Not beard with the, with the K. With the K. Not not beard. He's evil, obviously. <laughs> Only evil doors don't have beards. Uh, the last re- review we have here today is by Yes That Theron, and it's titled "Awesome Show Five Stars," and they write, "I listened to a few early episodes and then basically skipped forward to season four. No offense to the show." I just only have so much time for actual plays, and being able to feel caught up is an amazing boon. Yay for seasons! Yeah, that's fair. As a lot of people have said, the main draw of this show is the chemistry that the cast has. A lot of times, D&D is about playing with whomever you can find, and that's awesome, and it can make for a fun podcast as you watch people become friends. However, this cast starts there, and it's really fun to listen to. It is a very comfortable table to be sitting at, and the goofs are usually pretty good, and there's a good mix of humor from LOL farts to more elaborate jokes <laughs> and cultural references. Uh, <laughs> that is true. Yeah, we're pretty immature. It's true. We, we do have our elaborate moments, uh, but, you know, there's a reason why fart jokes are a classic. Every child knows. Instantly. Farts are funny. Farts, yeah. farts are funny. It's like, uh, you know, throwing a firecracker down a toilet. It yeah. never gets old. <laughs> don't um, do that, by the way. Bad idea. Kids. Yeah. It's just, yeah. Uh, uh, do, uh, don't do that at home. Yeah. Someone else's toilet. <laughs> Someone else's home, that's fine. <laughs> Help yourself. Uh, Ask really. your mom first, though. 
Maybe your mom will buy you the firecrackers if you're lucky. Yeah. This is why we don't have children. This is, this is true. <laughs> yeah, you know, we have a lot of fun doing this. We've been playing together for a few years before we started the show, so and most of us are former co-workers. So, yeah, the river runs deep. And we play naked. It's true. Playing well, naked helps. Well, uh, I play naked. Yes, the other one. Yeah, Grayson's a never nude, so yeah. yeah. <laughs> Grayson's a never nude, but Richie is in fact uh, a naked. Everyone should. They'll come around eventually. That's true. <laughs> yeah, everybody uh, just has to do what they're comfortable with. You know, Richie's comfortable being naked. I'm comfortable wearing, you know, a hazmat suit. So you know, <laughs> it works. I'm just happy my audio comes through clearly enough. You know, the only thing I would say for those of you at the table who would like to try it, uh, what we learned with Richie is paper towels are uh, miracle workers. It's hot. Pockets. <laughs> so you know kind of sweaty in front of the mic. <laughs> uh, so there you go. There's, there is a good mix of uh, LOL farts humor for you. Yes, that Theron. Uh, hopefully we delivered once again. Thank you for listening. We are so glad that you're enjoying the show and that uh, you're along for the ride. We hope you're enjoying season four as well. Thank you for the excellent review. Thank you for listening to Heroes Not Included. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to rate and review us. We'd love to hear from you. You can find all our episodes on Podbean and on our website at heroesnotincluded.com. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe today using your favorite podcast app. Also, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash heroes not included. And finally... Our podcast is supported by Josh Heddle, Allison McManus, Shane Fetters, Jake McNinch, Amy Trout, and Matt Mitten, along with all our awesome patrons. To become a patron and gain access to our special patron-only podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash heroes not included. Until next time, be the hero.